2: That's Shopify. dot com slash special offer. Blinkity
0: blink, blink,
1: blink, 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 blinkity blink, 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 blinky, blink, blinkity blinky, blink, blinky blink, blinkity blink.
0: Good evening and welcome to the Euro Roundup. Anyone expected Andy Young there will be sorely disappointed. We've got a new lead singer for the intro music. Uh, We had Phil doing that. I think Shawnee might be in on backing vocals. Um, Backstreet um, boys, not right Shawnee. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Wrong direction. Um, I'm the host tonight, Keith, and we're going to just take a look back at the round of 16 games in the Euros. I'm joined by Phil Casey. Phil, how are you? The dream killer, as you now like to call yourself.
1: I like that. In the place, new personality for tonight. It's Phil Seven on the mic. Well, oh, broke the broken mic. Look,
0: yeah, yeah. over. Yeah, now now is in for a treat. Everyone, Phil Seven, the new Phil.
1: Yeah. Nike in the house, the works, and everything. All, yeah.
0: all Wait, the <laughs> I swear to Nike. Didn't even notice. <laughs> didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> Sold out now. That is <laughs> the corporate shield. Look, <laughs> that's the <allowed. laughs> <laughs> we won't. There uh, layers. Won't layers. You for that.
1: There's layers to this player. Tyrismus. Oh you. well.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm also joined by Sean Lawson. Sean, how are you? All good, mate. All good. Uh, all the way from Carrick on Shannon. It's uh, it's, it's you've done a good stint over there, didn't you? You're, you're putting in a good shift over the west. Apprentice.
2: Apprentice. One summer in Carrick on Shannon, then I'll be fully qualified. So. That's it. Tell your
0: grandkids that. about it that summer in Carrick and Shannon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And this this is a Char Busters tan, in case anyone is wondering.
0: Oh, yeah. It's just a lighting. Yeah. No, that that's yeah. cool. That's all right. That's yeah, allowed. Nice. That's allowed. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. It looks good. Looks good. And from Sunny Runcorn minus the tan, we have Chris Brack. Chris, how are you? All
3: right. Man, it's a sun as well. It's Runcorn. I <laughs> just uh, right,
0: don't r- get that, is no.
3: No, not on. to get rid of the chemicals. <laughs>
0: there you go. I suppose, yeah, it could always be worse, couldn't it? Um, last week, me and Chris done a show on the Euros and we just had a chat about the games uh, and how it was going and how the competition was sort of um, shaping up and, and some of the runners and riders and how they were falling. And a lot has happened in the last week since then. We've seen some big, big names go in the group stages and also in the knockouts so we're going to go through all these games and t- at the end we're going to talk about who was being impressive what teams what players you know anyone that's really stood out um in the tournament mm. and we're also going to discuss um the the standard of the competition um me and Sean you had a bit of a, a set here in the WhatsApp group people think we agree on everything all the time we do not um and I have a view, shiny has a view, and we're just going to have a quick chat around that as well tonight, just how the Euros are going. If that's okay, drop that on shiny there, you probably didn't know, but we're just going to have a little chat around it, the, the way the tournament is shaping up. Um, in in You know, it's it's it, it's shaping up nicely by getting into the meaty end of it. So my opinion is slightly different than my, the way it may have started out. But look, we'll, we'll hear everyone's views on it. And in the chat as well, we'll see what the guys think as well about that. So we'll start off lads, right? So, the the games that went we'll, we'll come back to Sweden and Ukraine because that's still ongoing at the moment and I wasn't waiting around because you didn't start the forum till what 10 to 11 or something last night so yep. that was a bit that was a bit hardy. Phil text me what, what are we doing are we waiting no we are not
1: <laughs> well
0: there, there's a fair there's a fair reason why not Keith like
1: this is one of the worst games in the whole tournament so far so I was happy to come on uh, on yeah. time
0: and that, I suppose, is the thing, isn't it? Like last night's game had sort of everything. I had all the excitement. I had all the action. I had the goals. I had, you know, come back very reminiscent of the first game yesterday. But it was, um, tonight didn't really have that, didn't live up to that. But I don't think much really could from, from last night. But, Sean, I'll go back. I'll start with you. We'll look back at the games. I would start off with Denmark and Wales. So Wales came into this game. A lot of people were maybe excited for the Welsh, thinking they were, they were looking good. I would say maybe um, underrating the Danes, how do you feel that one went? Was it as expected or did Wales just not show up on the day?
2: Oh, we played, we've literally like played Wales about six times, Ireland, yeah. in the last two years. Yeah. So and we'll, oh, Sorry, sorry, Wales. Yeah, and Denmark, both of them actually. Yeah, I even, I meant Denmark, but we've played yeah. Denmark. And the thing is, they're a quality side yeah, and they're very well structured. They have good players all over the park. They're a very, very good side and they were one who I felt were kind of written off coming into the tournament but obviously what happens, happens in the first game and that's been the catalyst for them. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. They've all stepped up. I think every player's gone up 10% and then probably the surprise package of the tournament. Actually who steps in for Ericsson is this young lad, Damsgard, who has been so impressive. Now uh given given the lads that props like the field skull show, like I it's not something I don't think you're gonna attribute to a, a tournament anymore because there's just everyone knows everyone about up and coming footballers, but this is one who I'd never heard of. Like, no idea. Like, there's a lot of people in the chat there talking about Malia. Like, he was at Atalanta. I'd say yeah. Atalanta can't fucking wait for this tournament to finish because the way it's going, they're going to have no players because every yeah. one of the players are going to be snapped up. It was Meryn Chuk, who has been very good, who was brilliant for Russia. There's so many of their other players. Like, you know what I mean? So, Denmark, the football they played the other day was unbelievable. And I know you were going to get on to it, Keith, about the quality of the, the standard of football. Yeah. But Denmark have played some absolutely beautiful football. Like They were unbelievable in the the last 20 minutes of that game the other day. The ball retention, how well they moved the ball, that structure, how good they were defensively. They've been really, really good. And they're being written off. And they are a dangerous outfit for anyone who they might face between now and the end of the tournament. Because like now, what I saw in this tournament, they have them. They have a motive. Obviously, there's other teams with motives, but these have a real. There's something there. You know what I mean. Yeah. And the Danes have history with this tournament. They have. They won it not too long ago. So they've been really good to watch. they be been more surprise. And that game, I think four finished, wasn't it? Yeah. Some of the goals are lovely. Uh, they blew Wales away. And I'm telling you now, nobody will want to play them because in knockout football, they're they're very dangerous.
0: They are. And Phil, it's an excellent point that Sean, touches on. You know, the Ericsson effect, look, it's terrible what happened to Christian Ericsson. We all agree on that. But, you know, and it's not a dig at England. England have the football's coming home thing, you know, and that's the the driving thing behind the English um, charge, which very very good they're, they're, they're getting their way through but the Danes have you know the fact that one of their star men nearly dies on the pitch if that's not going to galvanise you as a group mm-hmm. nothing really will do you know what I mean and, and they've embraced it and they've you know they, they've they put in they've surprised they could have gone either way is what I'm saying they could have fallen off a cliff or they batten down the hatches knuckle down and go through the tournament but they're doing it in style mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, look, I, I, I said to you last night. The, the narrative for me in this tournament so far has been Denmark between the crowds in the stadium because of of, of all the crowds that we've seen the whole the Hungarian yeah. stadium there, but yeah. they're just full of mad lunatics right between anti-everything in in that stadium. But the the Danes are proper footballing people, right? Um, And the Danes have their own issues in in, in their own country, but they're they're a proper footballing crowd outside of throwing the beer on the pitch because that must cost a bleeding fortune to go to a Denmark match, right? Because if you score after every goal, how many beers did they throw away winning against them? It's it's about
0: €11 a point in bleeding Copenhagen. I was in (laughs)
2: Copenhagen.
1: (laughs) It's not cheap. What are you doing? How
2: good was that that? Yeah. How no. good was that? The bit like yeah, a yeah, man, pills and scars, and he slides into the crowd, and he's drenched in Kielce.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: well, I, I think for, for for me, the Denmark story starts in the last in the, that last game of the last round because they're going out right. Like yeah. this is the, you know you notice the, 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 the you have the Ericsson bit; and they have to play the match. It looks like it, it could get off the worst start in terms of everything that goes on, even being forced to play on by UEFA in terms of being given the options. Either you forfeit the match and lose. Or you go back out and finish it off. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 just it's, it still seems madness. And then they go out in the next game, you know, brave hearts and all that type of stuff. But the, the, and I don't mean that in a i have just realised what I said there. But like yeah, then the, the then then the, the 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 last game, it's a must win situation, it's do or die. And it looks like they're on their way out. And you can yeah. just see the emotion of that crowd. And from there going into the going into the Wales game, so the opposite was true for Wales. Like they looked, Wales looked to bail. They look to, um, whatever random players they have playing for them that should be playing like in whatever league they should be playing in. But like Ramsey, Rum, well, who Ramsey, Alf, um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like do you know what I mean? Like, but when you look at the Welsh team, they had their that their day in the sun was the last the last major championships that went on. You look at Bale; he's been playing golf. He's planning on going into the the U.S. Open next year or something that he can that he's interested in, and when they needed leadership and they needed somebody to turn up, there was nobody there, and the Danes just put them to the sword. And I thought it was of all the performances in this round so far, that theirs has been by far the most ruthless and the most efficient in terms of what they've done, and they've delivered what they what they need to do. Like you've got Bale, look up Hughes and Gold, Danny Ward. The only thing Danny Ward's ever been good at is leaking teams to the press. You know what I mean? Like leaking teams out to the OETKs on, on Twitter. You've got I don't know who's play, I don't even know who plays in defence. Nico Williams is playing at
0: left ben back. Davis. Nico Williams, not Air Ben Davis. Do that one.
2: Yeah, man has been good. Be Joe Rowden. Yeah, man, Joe Rowden has been impressive. To be honest, yeah. uh, seen him do podcast.
0: <laughs> like I think on his spare time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think spores like spores are lacking now in the centre back department. Like he should be given a go. Yeah. Based on the back of this. Because Mourinho said great things about him as well, which is not like Mourinho to talk about young players. No. So he is another one, but can't not agree with anything Phil said there. The Danes definitely the standout this round so far.
0: Mm. And they've 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 done a bit of chopping and changing with the team, Chris. <laughs> so I'll come to you, like Kaspa comes in, he, he comes off the bench, I think, in the rushing game, but he starts in this one, grabs a brace, and they just they're, they're taking the bit by the bit by their teeth, aren't they? what's that saying, the, the bit between, they have the bit between their teeth and they're, they're going to gain momentum and momentum is, uh, you know, there's, there's loads of ways to have your momentum, 2, two four-goal hauls and now we're setting up a quarter-final with the Czech Republic, they will be confident going into that.
3: Well, they will do because, I mean, I think they're the first side to lose their opening two games of the, of the Euros and still go and still go through to the knockouts. So they'll just hear like it's a bit of destiny. I just felt Wales looked like a side that was full of Championship players and a couple of squad Premier League players, yeah. which is what they are. You know that I agree with Phil. Their time was la- the last, the last Euros. they kind of concerned the in their cycle. You know, and obviously for Wales, you know, their actual manager is not even in the tournament, so yeah. which doesn't help. Which doesn't help. But
1: not yeah, great... I, I, to be honest, Chris, I think it actually did help because your man's deeply incompetent, right? And. um I think Wales actually were better coached than they would have been had Ryan Giggs turned up. I I, I honestly think that it did Wales a favour in this tournament because they didn't, they didn't, like, they got out of the group, they did what they had to do, and they got shown up for what they are. And that's because Hmm. a team like Denmark, I'm I'm sorry to cut across you, but like, we know from playing Denmark so many times. Denmark have always been ruthless at putting shit teams to the sword. Whenever we've played against them, and they put us to the sword so many times, so like it, it felt like I was watching Ireland play Denmark. You know when we went to those playoff games and they just destroyed us.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Very true. Very true. But Chris, where are we? I can't remember. I've
3: lost
2: my train of thought
0: now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about the the fact that the Wales team is basically yeah. consistent in the championship players Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, and it is like, a
0: fair point. Like, who's Joe Morrell? Was he in midfield for them?
2: Who yeah, not him. He from all like this yeah, that yeah. that they were hanging out. But look, he, Dan
3: Dan wow. James, he, he occasionally plays for United. You know, Ben Davies is in and out of Tottenham. You know, and then obviously we're bringing Nico Williams on. He's played what, two games this year for us in the league. You know, and then I mean Harry Wilson, the game had a good season, but he's a champion. He's been playing the Championship. It's not it's not the same level. And you saw the naivety when he got himself sent off. It's a harsh, it's a harsh red. But you know you. You can't go around. You can't just go boots someone in the air and then assume that you'll be all right.
0: Mm. Very so. true. Very true. But the the Welsh yeah, they it, they are very reminiscent of Orland Obviously they have the star quality. They have Gareth Bale. They have Aaron Ramsey. They have your mate Joe Allen as well. There, Phil. Um, but they've got good players. But it is supplemented with with some maybe average players, which sort of, they've done well to get out of the group. And this is something as well, that the three teams coming out of the groups, they were in with Switzerland and Italy, and they look like they've really stepped it up in Wales, maybe.
1: They were they were by far the third best team in that group. And they look they looked way out of depth in this knockout phase. And that's probably the only, the only disadvantage of, of the tour teams coming out of these groups rather than having extended groups where you have the top two coming out. Because to get out in the top two, is 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 much tougher to finish in those top two. You have to more or less avoid defeat in two of your three games. Win one and draw one might get you out, but in, in all likelihood, you're going to have to win one and draw two to prevent to, to get yourself out in the top two. Um, as most tournaments will, will, will test avoid. Whereas with this, one one win or one win and a draw could get you out, or one win could even get you. Out. I think where where did the worst tour place finisher of of the lot? Where Wales the ones that skimped in at the end.
3: No, I think they had four, didn't they? So I think they were, I think they were a little bit better. They were. All Did they draw right?
1: with Denmark, was it? They drew yeah, with Denmark. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah, was yeah.
0: no, they didn't draw.
1: They drew with. Um, they
3: drew with Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah,
0: Switzerland. Switzerland.
1: Yeah, they all wear red, so
3: yeah, yeah but they're like, all the same. But four year, <laughs> four years ago, Portugal won it, winning one game in the yeah. group stage. So
0: in fact, yeah. they didn't even win a group.
2: They was three draws in the three international draws. tournaments, like yeah. And we're going to and this is why I think. Like, uh, and I'll wait until we get onto it, but England, oh, I know what I'm
0: like saying. Yeah. No, no, you're like, right. You're right.
2: Like, it, when Spain won the World Cup, they're arguably one of the best international sides ever. And yeah. they beat Chile 1 0. They beat Paraguay 1 0. They actually lost that fourth game to Scotland yeah. in the groups. Like, it's about just kind of finding a way, you know what I mean? Like they, they didn't perform as well at all across that whole tournament, and then they nearly go the whole way with the the Dutch in extra time. Yeah. Whereas, not the Southgate, I, I know. You, look, the lad said something as well last night on the show that you, you'll never see a congregation of more shite Managers in your life and at a tournament because it's just the truth and it's not being negative. And I don't mind England to be honest with you. My beef with England is small sections of the fan base who I think are just fucking oafs. And that's look, call me what you want, but that's just what it is. You get these fucking idiots who turn up to Millwall and the type of lads you know show up the football games, look about fights. That's that's my bag with England and the media but this team not, I've no real gripe by anyone even though led boy, Harry Kane, I don't mind them they're inoffensive figuratively and literally because in a way Southgate has them set up but they've just like today you have to give them his flowers he he picked the team to get you to the next round and they did and it wasn't pretty but only team only one team really looked like winning that game today and now they play the winner of this game tonight. To play, who who was, he was in, the Czechs, Denmark. in Denmark? Denmark. Czech. So going to play they, if if they manage to make a pass, Sweden or Ukraine, which is fancy them, they they will have a chance at getting into a major European final. And yeah. look, you can't do much more than that, really, can you?
0: Exactly. Um, Phil Chani is dead right there. You know, tournament football. It's not always about you know going through and and playing the best football. It's about going through. That's the important thing. And some teams are maybe guilty of, you know, the likes of, you, Pete spoke about the Dutch last night flattering to the save, and Portugal are gone out, and Germany are now gone out, and France are gone out, and all these big teams have have gone out of the tournament. Because maybe they didn't have that mentality of just get through, just grind that way through. Shawnee's right. England have a, a squad now. It's possibly one of, I won't even say the squad itself because I know there's issues in the squad and players that weren't getting brought and that. But they have a pool of players there, a talent pool to draw from. That really makes them one of the favourites for this tournament. But if in 30 years' time they win this tournament, no one's going to really give a shit about how they got through that group or how they got past you know Germany and that's the thing that we sometimes lose lose track of it's tournament football is is just about getting in getting through the rounds isn't it? Keith, I think
1: we can go through the go toy by toy if you want. Well, I think we're better off framing this discussion properly. Because this tournament has been one thing and one thing more so than any tournament since 98 and it's been the most exciting tournament to watch since 98 right yeah but it's been one of the poorest quality tournaments I know I and, know and this is the debate that we want to get into but I think it leads on to the discussion of all the teams that have gone through and everything that's happened in this round of 16 and I think it's ideal to discuss it on, on, on the back of it right because yeah. we talked about Denmark and Wales and Denmark's had the struggles getting out but they look a different class of team to Wales but they still look deeply flawed we talk about right. when we go talk about the, 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 the Spain game like Belgium they win 1-0 against a really good Portugal So I think of all the toys that I've seen so far, the Belgian win is probably the most impressive when we talk about survive and, and move on yeah. because they're playing one of the better standard teams, but they exploit the weakness at the same time yeah. because there's clear weaknesses in that Portuguese side. Um, and they managed to keep Ronaldo at bay, which very few teams have done in international football. Look at his goals record, right? So as as, as things go... The more I thought about that Belgium game and the result on the back of what we discussed last night, the more it actually impressed me. Even though, again, going back to the England thing, Martinez is a terrible manager. He's a very average football manager when it comes down to it, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I know we haven't gone through, but from my point of view, when we talk about Saka again, a really poor, average manager, bad selections in terms of what he what he does and how he sets the England team up. But he's up against the German team, whose manager is probably six years past where he should be and should have been yep. replaced at this point. Excellent and it's, point. And again, a, a flawed German team, they can't score goals. German's problem is executing goals. It's unbelievable that they've gone from Podolski and Klose to a, to two tournaments now where they can't the predators. Goals. They had yeah.
2: players who are just predators in tournament.
1: And every time oh, a German team now has struggled in a major tournament, they haven't had a killer goal scorer. And again, Werner is like, I don't know what happened. Timo Werner at, at Leipzig vanished and was replaced by an alien, right? Who's turned up in a lookalike alikey David. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's just it's it's unbelievable. Um, they, he must have well, got his even contact lens
0: Phil, He was good at Stuttgart when he came through. He was an exciting player, and then he stepped it up when he went to Leipzig, and he looked like he was the obviously live up here well Ingram, and he looked like he was the real deal. And now it's just, and this is the sort of thing, right? Phil's brought it up, and this is what we'd of been talking about in our WhatsApp group yesterday. It was I, I'd said, I think it's a terrible tournament, right? And Sean he's like, No that's way! A mad title. Like, Nine, it's hours. Nine hours! Nine hours! <laughs> <laughs> what's terrible? In, well, that's like, that's the, that's why I wanted it? to. That's what I wanted to clear up and sort of Phil. I think has touched on it there. I did caveat and say it's it's probably the most entertaining, but. So low on quality, and it's but it's that what be, well. We for, well, well that's that, that's true, and and that's that's a very good point, Johnny. Like, and it's well, I'd rather be entertained, right than watch two really good teams Go. like Spain and Holland in the World Cup final. Go, you we have a winner here home. anyway. This no, is great Nice yep. From there, three minutes uh, in the extra time, injury time, extra time. But what it was, you know, you mentioned the Spanish country and winning the World Cup, World Cup final was brutal that year. Spain and that was uh, a show. Netherlands, I was yeah, great. At that. It was, it was shit. How was brilliant so that was? Yeah, but it was shit. housing. so it was, but it was tactical. Spain was such a good team. Yeah, but Holland was, was such a good team, and they were okay, sort right? of tactics and. What? What? That's not for everyone. One, yeah, but one
2: thing that's not being brought up at all is the the conditions the players coming into this tournament are in so yep. if you look at like group stages in, in World Cups or like European Cups the first game nobody wants to lose the yeah. second game nobody wants to and then the two games in the group a lot of the teams have to come out of that shell to yeah, to kind of and I think what's helped that is the fact that the toe, there is there was two play spots there for people to go through. So people are more expensive. But if you like if you look at it and I noticed this while it was happening, like not after the fact, I noticed saying, Fucking hell, like an awful lot of these games are nil all at half time, but they're really good. The, like that, really, like there's loads of chances, but they're nil all at half time. And then what you are seeing then in the second half of games is players are bollocks. They're bollocks. And they am making them defensive mistakes that tired players make. You see so many own goals. You see so many... like just It's like lazy defending. But the players Bobby are just... Robbie King tired.
1: is the ref. Sorry, Sean.
2: Robbie Keane is the ref. Did you see him, man? He's an absolute ringer
1: for Robbie Keane. It was I always his a dream
2: to ref. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 I just love so, to see a fella doing a VAR check and it's Robbie King. <laughs> so,
2: I think... Look, everyone's bleeding, watching the game here. he's listening, really. <laughs> I think that I think that's the tournament has been uh, a product of that. Like players are bollocks, they're tired. Like you're seeing yeah. today, players are starting to pull up with injuries now, which I'm surprised didn't happen earlier. It, you're seeing yeah. in the England game, you're seeing a couple of the, the German French players. game as
0: well. The French the game, the French game, lost a couple there. Yeah, was.
2: like so, it's it is starting to catch up. But like my. I'm different to everyone like people turn around people are too easily led by other people's opinions right so you could turn around and say to me you think the tournament is shite but for me I'm enjoying it so if you enjoy something somebody can tell you no you're not enjoying it <laughs> like, get, exactly like,
0: yeah no no I like, 100% agree with you, this, you on that I agree with you on that
2: whole, Well, at the end of the day I'm enjoying like this the full stadiums like Phil said earlier the Denmark game, there was goals coming in from 30 yards, and there's there's fucking limbs in the crowd, and there's mm-hmm. bear gone everywhere, and it's proper football. It feels like yeah. proper football again, and I'm someone who hated what football had become in the, the last six months of that season last year because it was just sick of the shite. And one thing I will say, what's probably lent to it, and I'm I'm here away watching it, right? One thing they don't do in Spain is, and I'm If you were watching the game, like Pete Smith will back you up there. He said, Right, the game kicks off, it's half time, there's 15 minutes of ads on the telly, and the next time they come back on, it's the second half. There's no analysis, there's no breaking down of chances of what happened, it's just football. And then as soon as the match is over, they go back to ads and they cut on to the next program. You don't have Alan Shearer, Ian Roy, Gary Vinner all sitting in the studio picking the bones out of every little thing. So all I seen is the football. Yeah. That's all I seen. And the the comment the still colour commentators in Spain. Like they they have the game on downstairs there. And I knew there was a goal because all I could hear is I'm going go. Like you don't you don't have (laughs) like it's still very much the way it used to be. So yeah, you, and it's not overanalyzed. And one thing I will say is the reason why I've enjoyed this tournament the most is because at the end of the day, after the games, all anyone is talking about is football. It's not talking about stupid, bad decisions, a shite referee, a poor officiating. It's all about football, the quality of the goals. Like, Phil, some of the saves in this tournament have been outrageous. But your man, so your man Simon saved yesterday for Spain. Mm-hmm. It's how this it world. Like some of the saves have been unreal. That's what we watch football for: goals, fucking mistakes. It's been brilliant.
0: I've really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's fair enough. And you touched on something there, Sean. You know what you? I can't tell you how to feel about watching football, and that's not what I do. Just for anyone listening, what happened? How this all stemmed as I'd said. Does anyone else think the quality of this is terrible? And where I was coming from. I agree with you. It's 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 entertaining. But what I was sort of coming at was the good teams, supposed big teams aren't great, right? And the you know, with let's look at the Spain and Croatia game yesterday. I thought I was watching the match, right? And I didn't tweet this, I didn't put this into WhatsApp just as well I got lashed out. But I was thinking to myself, if there was a forward on these teams, they'd be excellent. But the standard of attacking players, I thought was dreadful on Spain and Croatia. I think Croatia have a midfield, they've a competent enough defence, they're not great, but they've a good midfield. And I said, if they had a forward, they'd be a good team. And Spain, I think they're attacking, even though they're banged in goals in the last couple of games, was pretty, you know, non-existent for me. And I was coming from the angle of, you know, Holland have gone in and haven't been great. Portugal went in and weren't great. France have gone in and weren't great. Mm-hmm. Germany went in and weren't great. And not just because they got beaten. It's not that they were great and then went there. You know, if you look back at the French, they were poxed against Hungary. They were, you know, the Portugal game, it wasn't a great game. It blew in, blew up in the second half. was a decent one. Ah, oh, that was a good game. Yeah, but it, it went into a good game. But it was, you know, it was two teams. I don't think that, in my opinion... I was expecting more, maybe individual brilliance from Mbappe, for example, for France. I don't think Mbappe showed up in the tournament. I don't think no Griezmann idea. was great in the tournament, you know. And it was the players that I was expecting—Memphis um, Depay, Holland, let's say—as an attacking outlet. I thought might be the he didn't really do it. You know, Genie gets goals to, to drive them on. Ronaldo gets five goals, three of them penals. You know, I just felt that the tournament was lacking that bit of star power. And what I did enjoy about the tournament was the fact that Denmark were excellent. That, you know, the Czech Republic are going through and are, are taking scalps. And the, the Spain-Croatia game turns into a ding-dong. You know, Morata gets a nice goal. It, it, it put my theory to bleeding bed. That there's no attacking talent on either of those teams. And even last night with the Swiss... The Swiss are a good team. Do you know what I mean? And they, they never say die against the French. So what, what has been entertaining for me is there have been goals. There's been a lot of gaffes. But the weaker teams, they well, Switzerland aren't a weak team, but the weaker teams are giving it to the attacking teams. And to me, what I find is it's still that pandemic football, but with crowds. It's I think it's the bridge between the shit that we watched for the last year, where it was no crowds, but the football was a bit helter skelter. If you look back at the Premier League last season, you've seven goals for Villa against us. You've got Spurs hitting United for six. Leicester hit City for five, was it? There was yeah. games where there was a lot of goals going in, down to a lot of a lot of errors and a lot of what's, mistakes. What's made
2: a big difference as well as the five subs. Yeah. I think that's made a big difference. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Like yeah, you just (laughs) some of the some of the benches of the teams like Spain's bench yesterday wasn't saying England's
0: today,
2: England's today, Germany's today, and that's where it's being won. And one team you haven't even touched on yet is, and it's mad because feel like you know better than us all. You saying great Italian teams, this Italy team is playing a type of football that you wouldn't associate with Italy at all. Yeah, like free flowing attacking football, but it looks like. Look, if you're a betting man, if you, if you were told today that it'd be an England Italy final, you'd say yeah. But they're in a team where it's been shoddy defensively and shite defensively. Those two have been coming to like, I think Italy considered that fourth goal in 26 years against 14 yeah. like, <laughs> games, any.
0: like, 14 games, games, and then yeah. you can
2: see. And, it. and to be fair, you know, uh, you, uh, England have been very solid defensively. <laughs> yeah. The whole tournament is being built on being defensively solid, so that will get them so far. But what would make this tournament for me now is like one of these bull cards to pop up and do in England and do it. Like if Spain were to win this tournament, it'd be fucking bonkers because Luis Enrique, that we won a Champions League, is a reskinned Spanish Gareth <laughs> yeah. Southgate. Roberto Martinez is a is the Spanish, another Spanish, Gareth the Southgate, Spanish, managing, Belgium, managing Belgium. So the Southgate's all over the gap. Yeah.
0: There's
2: like, there's the probably
3: and Manchinis.
2: Manchini is the best coach in the yeah. tournament. Hmm. By, by far, has more pedigree than them all. And for me, in the end, I think that's what will make the difference.
0: Yeah, it's an excellent point, Chris. Shani does touch on, you know, I've said the teams that haven't been good, but Italy have been the team for me who have been because they're the they're the best all round team. You know, you can look at them from the goalkeeper, the defence, the midfield, their attack. They seem to have the best balance and the best blend. Would you agree with that? Or do you, is there anyone else that stood out in, you know, some teams are good in the knockout, in the group phase, and you might see it different in the knockouts. Are they the team that you think are the best equipped to go all the way? Because they play Belgium now in a semi final, and then uh, in the quarter final, sorry, and then Switzerland or Spain. They have a tough road to get to that final.
3: Yeah. And, um... They've they, they seen the best, one, the best ones, Italy, in terms of how they're set up. What was quite good against Austria was the actual Austria game um, reminded me of when Liverpool beat Villa at Anfield. I actually thought Italy were quite poor, but Italy went almost like reverted to type was, well, if we can't get this free flow of football to work, we'll go back to what we know and we'll just be ruthless in defence and you know, try and make hard. And Donnarumma pulls up a good save. And then your man, uh, is it Chiesa? Who I- Federico. Yeah, every time I see him, um, he just looks—you know—the perfect sub for them. You know, he just seems to be—you know—a real impact player. Um, you probably fancy them against Belgium because the talk is Belgium haven't got uh, De Bruyne. De Bruyne, Hazard,
0: isn't it? De Bruyne has They're
3: starting mm. to break down. Now, the only thing that gives Belgium the edge, make it, it still help Belgium, is Lukaku still an absolute monster. You know, and he's. But I, my thing with Belgium is, a bit like France. I looked at them defensively and just thought. I just don't fancy that defence at all. You know, that defence, I think you can you can get at it. The only thing that might let Italy down is I'm still not fully convinced by their strikers. Immobile, he's done all right you and me. Obviously, I've had many WhatsApp conversations about him. Obviously, he shook me up when he scored two in the first game, like, but Immobile's never convinced me and I just don't know what the other lad did go have gone if the the time's passed a little bit. Um so Celendi. So that, 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 that's it. <laughs> yeah, Salendi,
2: so um, yeah. No, that's that's Lottie and, oh, I oh, see, that's a yeah. macaroni, but that damn um, <laughs> yeah. like are still capable, like, still, yeah, yeah, still capable. they just don't shrink, does but, nothing, do You and nearly gets goal of the tournament. Like, mm. that's the type of player he is, like, he's he's in like literally if he couldn't score goals, he'd be rolling out blade and in a in a some blade and somewhere in the middle yeah. of the round. Like that that's all he does. Like he yeah. whereas, just scores goals.
3: Was Lukaku's a bit a bit more involved, a bit more developed. I think playing, uh, he's really Italy's done in the World of good going to Italy. I think i he's done his game in the world of good as well. Okay. And
2: Lukaku looked like he couldn't trap a bowling ball at United. Like couldn't trap a blade ball bag of cement, but he's really surprised me.
0: Like, well, something there, Sean, you are talking about, and it's it goes back to my point about the quality in this. Chris is right. You know, Immobile is not the, the, the best striker, maybe. He's good for the system that you have there, but is Lukaku but, the. I I'm looking at the team sort of that went through. Is he the only good sort of informed striker that's in the knockout stages? Or is anyone yeah, else man, really.
2: Chick has been good, hasn't he?
0: Patrick Schick. Schick has been. Yeah, Schick has he has been, been good to
2: fair. Yeah. he's been really good. And Ex- your man Safarovic uh, as well has been, and he's yeah. banging goals in Benfica. Like, people, yeah,
0: Safarovic like, is always there or thereabouts, isn't he? He's, he's twenty like, or
2: forty goals a season in, in Portugal. A, had the had
0: goal, a goal. doesn't
2: move. Doesn't matter what playing <laughs> competition are playing <laughs> The goal is always doesn't move. Do you get me? So the it's goals are the same. Just, so is scoring yeah. goals is a habit.
1: So here's That's my take on, on why I'm, I'm sort of in Keith's camp on this, right? Um, and this comes back to normally in a tournament, there's a fella who stands out and just blows the world apart in, in terms of the tournament, right? And there isn't, there hasn't been one on this. We've had, we've, we've had flashes of individual brilliance. You've had Pogba's wonder goal last night, and then you've got um, his his dance, and that that dance alone fires Switzerland up. Without without yeah. that dance, Switzerland don't bother their bollocks cutting back into that game, right? If he just if he if he goes walkman like, takes the yeah, ball, back the ball up, and goes backwards and goes back, that's
3: like it's like it's like Graham has like so walked in the room.
1: It is, but yeah. think about these moments, these no. moments in
2: sports change. That's what those. That's yeah. the killer they, those.
1: they change events. You think about what happened in Istanbul, and I'll, and I'll bring it back to a Liverpool euphemism, but they know they can hear them celebrating the dressing room beside them. They can they can oh. see them. Malini, well, look at he walks
2: one. out and his hair is drenched. The fellas are having a shower, I think he's covered in leading oh, and he after shave. I think he's to so, yeah. he pick up the draw. It's, it's
1: it's those moments and like we're talking about, Pogba is trying to load up and be the best player of the tournament and, and and potentially had an option to do it, but by by that single action, he, uh, I'm not saying he cha- he doesn't force Switzerland to score goals against them, but he's at fault for one of the goals as well. So mm-hmm. then I look around the teams that are left. Look, Sterling has, has a shout to be player of the tournament because he's been yeah. electric for England. Of all the well, players... he's the- been terrible,
3: but he's got the goals. What's you know the thing? That's- if, if, if you look at... I mean, keeps in the WhatsApp group, I mean, he gets absolute pelts of Sterling. But <laughs> my argument always is, but he's always there when you need him in the crucial moments. Unlike, mm-hmm. to be fair, Harry Kane, I mean, all the, all the papers around here now and all the online stuff now is, Harry Kane's got his goal, Harry Kane's got his goal. You're going, yeah, but
1: Sterling and Grealish and Saka were
3: yeah, the key. Well.
2: England's still like, better in this tournament have been John
1: Pickford and Luke Shaw. Yeah. yeah I, I I'm looking at saying going back to your Lukaku show, the fella who's turned up and delivered and done the business has been Lukaku. Like he's he's come yeah. in as the as, as as the gold scorer, the the, the big time goal scorer to score in those moments. You look at Spain, I don't see I, I see a lot of players who have played well in 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 individual spaces in games, and not one player to to take that team by the balls. I would, I think, Thiago in that team alongside Busquets could have lit this tournament up the way the Span- the amount of possession the Spanish have right, in, in terms of what he could do. But of course, Enrique is is too intelligent and, and doesn't play him right. You've got he could have saved him. Ha-
3: at- he could have saved him half an hour extra time if, if he just uh, put yeah. Thiago for last fifteen. Because what we saw in the last ten games for Liverpool. 15 minutes to go, if you've got a lead, Tiago's a nightmare because he, he doesn't let you get the ball back. And that's no, what Spain kept, kept, kept giving it away. You know, very game
2: he, was at, he comes on with 20 minutes to go, and Spain literally go from second to sixth gear straight away. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, this is the part, like, Enrique is the anti-Selke at the same time. says all the things that the fucking. The, the press want to hear. The, yeah. Lads, you would not believe the the stuff that Enrique is coming out with over here, it's mental. Like, after I'm the they turned around and said to him, he said to him, like, he never gives away his teams. He goes, well, I'll tell you who's going to play the next game. Morata and 10 other players. And he's like, but like a bottle of cave that's waiting to be opened. I and mean, when it does, nobody be able to stop us. And everyone, like, the fella's gone to a bit off the pitch in the last couple of yeah. years. And I think he's, he gets a bit of a pass because of that. But he's come out with an apparent amount of shite. Like, the reason why he left Ramos out because he wanted to be all about him. You know what yeah. I mean? And someone big like Ramos. what they need though. Yeah. There's but, but no leaders in the Spain team. No.
1: The, no, beauty, the beauty of this tournament for me, though, goes back to... When you look at these games, the teams are flawed. And it's because yeah. the managers are flawed. And the flaws allows entertainment to happen yeah, football exactly. is a game that's dominated by mistakes there's a reason why Manchester City and Liverpool were so brilliant for those two seasons because they killed other teams' weaknesses and mistakes over and over and over again Real Madrid did it in Europe for the three years in the Ronaldo tournament. and Messi
0: they were on a weekly you know what I mean they Messi the exploits they Mist-
1: Suarez he creates a pinball in front of him and is always the one that comes up with the ball and scores goals this is what the best players do and then I look at this tournament and there's so many players we don't have like you're waiting Rightless. for the yeah you're waiting for De Bruyne to light up the tournament because he's the one player I'm looking at to say right you're in the quarterfinals now. People always remember from the quarterfinals on in tournaments because it's Moments. the big player makes that moment happen. Zidane, Zidane always started a tournament quiet and always yeah. came into his own in the last game and then in the knockout stages he, he just exploded. Boom. Boom, boom, wound up, wound up. And Messi's biggest problem has been when he's got into the knockout stages in, in goes, major tournaments.
2: Messi goes the opposite way.
1: Goes the opposite way, exactly. Yeah. Which is which is strange because I don't know whether it's 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 a mental tiredness or what goes on or that constant leading the team, or whatever it is. Other players, like even Ronaldo and, and Cristiano Ronaldo, found his way through tournaments, that he gets out in the knockout stages and then the clutch moments are there. And that's when they turn up and deliver over and over again. And like you look at, that's Pilaquetta. What a goal to score for. Like but what a like I, that fella's a leader. I look at him and you see him at Chelsea and you see what he's done over and like over since But he's a leader. And hmm. these teams the teams that have leaders and I still look at the English team and say, who is the leader? Like he's on the bench. I, I th- that's that's that that's my biggest concern for this England team because so far everything the key point is they haven't conceded. Right, they haven't been in an awkward position. There hasn't been a mm. question asked of them. they mm. could the talked about the
2: first ten minutes today, and literally, what happened was the three boys in the middle of our Germany were out on their feet after a half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and that look—that's like, just uh, not ripping it away from England because they managed the game. This is yeah. one thing that England team does very well: that game management is superb. The no. game management is superb. Now, they've relied heavily on on Pickford. He was, had a really good tournament. But, that but game he hasn't been overly
0: tested, has he? But
2: that's when he, the thing that's, that's he's, he's done the basics right, which, to be fair, has always been his, the criticism.
3: His criticism
2: is concentration. Yeah. And I think the what separates the elite from the good goalkeepers is concentration. It's mm. not having to do it for 85 minutes and then being forced to make a stop and then yeah. making that stop. So... That's what he's done. He will let them down because he does. He has a rick in him, maybe. Whereas this Donnarumma fella, it's I, don't, I don't, get him. He's twenty-two years of age, and the fella looks like he's about three stone the way.
0: Yeah,
2: and he looks like I would say he wouldn't even have to train. He just type it, just shows up. The arrogance of him for yeah. for a young fella, and that's that's the difference. Like yeah. big players because- like that win. Italy have leaders all over that. Like Insignia is a little fucking yeah. ball. He's, He's a leader. Terrible. He's a ter- he leads for Napoli. Like he carries the, the the way they are with the fans, he carries that. You have Benucci there, you have Chiellini there, you have Verratti. He who's another pit bull. Like in the crunch time, this is where they come up. I still think England might be a little bit green behind the years. Like that little bit Royce Phillips they will be exposed by elite uh, players. And what, this is where Southgate has a decision to make now. Like, well, if Henderson's it not fit now, he mm. shouldn't have been brought because <laughs> in and out training, getting minutes. Henderson he, has to play next game for England because if, this
3: is if,
0: where, if where he's
3: fit, if, if he's fit, for me, it should be Henderson and Phillips. To me, Wright has mm. actually been pretty piss poor by his standards. Sure. Yeah. yeah, But the big challenge for England, and people laugh is. This this is going to be the first game they play now, not at Wembley. So they've actually got to get used to, which they haven't had to get used to for, is they've got to travel and they've got to play in Rome. So it's going to be hot. And England, historically in hot weather, struggle. And well, suffer, London, is not
2: fucking, London is warm enough
3: as well. Yeah, you but really compared, to, compared to. Yeah, but we'll see it's Ukraine. So again, that's going to be a tactic for England. Are they going to do the sit back or are they going to go back to the back four? He,
2: he has to take the game to Ukraine now. Yeah. So what's he going to do? That's very. That's
3: not very Southgate, is it? I mean, yeah. the logic would say you play a back four, you stick Grealish one side, Sterling the other, came through the middle, and then play a midfield three of probably Rice, sorry, not Rice, Henderson, uh, Mount. Henderson Mount, and um, Phillips, because Phillips is more progressive. And then fullback-wise, um, I would have started Trippier because he's probably more attacking than Walker, but it looks like he's pinged his hamstring, so it'll probably be uh, Walker. And then Shaw left back
2: because Chilwell's just not in the well, side the, at all. The, like, the knives are out. For us. Like, as soon as doesn't win this, the knives gets, are out. Oh, he yeah. Gets the, he gets the
3: sports job. It's a Spurs job, yeah. By default, yeah.
0: Nah, yeah. he stays there in that cushy, Koshi blade mm-hmm. and avoid him and that at the England
1: is the next sports manager. Whoever gets knocked out first yeah. gets, to, gets 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 dr- driven. But, do you know it's what? Dem,
0: them boys have sorted out. And you touched on it about the level of managers. They've cushy numbers there, and why would you go to club management? Like for example, in all seriousness, Gareth Southgate in his club career has been terrible. Mm. And international management is suit him because he's a he's a company man, isn't he? He's a like he's a, a jobber there for the FA. If he goes to Spurs and they're under pressure and he's gone, do you know what I mean? So he's looking at this and saying some managers are with the club football and and some are with the international. And suit the international hmm. is a bit of a, a damn with faint praise, isn't it? Because it's you know it just means that yeah maybe there, not the, as mentally is strong a, for the club to uh, today stuff.
3: But then there's the flip side. There is a skill to. Being able to get your team set up, get right, but you only see him once every three months, and that's it. Mm. And that's kind of a it's kind of getting the balance right because you've got to be you can't really do like the um Mourinho thing where you like you know piss everyone off and throw them all at the most. You've got to kind of carrot and kind of stick a little bit. He's also quite lucky. Southgate, well, lucky's not the right word, is he does have options. Whereas probably a few years ago, England was like we have our main 11. And then we had like Jermaine Genus and other lads on the bench. You kind of go, We're on the bench, but we're never gonna fucking use them. And if we yeah. do, we're fucking struggling then because we haven't got anywhere else Whereas at least now we're going, you know, debate now is Sancho still has never tomorrow. played yet for England, which is tomorrow,
2: like tomorrow, tomorrow because 'cause they'll be in overdrive. The media oh. will be in overdrive. But it'll that's when in... the world in motion and it's coming home on all day focusing exactly. the deal and skinner. I'm gonna make some money on blade royalties. I'd say they're rubbing their hand. They don't care oh, what yeah. happens now for no. as long as it crowd's
3: that, on. That's where I'm a bit like um ambivalent with England. I have been for years. It's like if they win, great. I'm generally like, yeah, great they won. Uh but they don't win, it, it doesn't ruin it doesn't ruin the day. I kinda of go, Oh well, maybe next time. And that's kind of how I've, I've been with that but it is the little Englander section that you have unfortunately they're quite a vocal minority and they're really
1: irritating <laughs>
2: and you know what yeah. the match director seems to know exactly where they're all sitting because yeah 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 ahead.
1: Ahead. you just have to look for all the fisherman hats and then you just zoom <laughs> yeah. in yeah. But, but you, I mean social
3: media is a horrible place anyway but it, we've just beaten Germany which is a side we've only beaten that's only the second time we've beaten them since, 19, since 1966 we've beaten once in 2000 when we were both crap and this time so it, you know beating a bogey side is always a good thing but it's literally some of the vilification vile stuff you see in social media thinking well this is why I have a nature you know yeah. this is why people go I can't be asked I don't want to be associated with this you know vile things people are putting up you're like going, what's the point Sean Look, it, on it, it it enjoy,
0: enjoy the win, win. enjoy minority the win enjoy the win it's not
2: way. just those There is a minority like like I said I don't really have any bound with the, mm-hmm. the England team it is a minority like the, the same like you think about a fella who's part Doncaster Rovers. Yeah. Can't believe this is it's his up.
0: time to shine. This, yeah. Is, yeah, his, this
2: yeah, yeah. is his moment. He's going out. And that's just... That's, was, that's you know, tribalism was, in football. But like, if you think it's just us who vilify the English... Now, I have a question. And I'm being deadly serious here, right? In people in the chat, or anyone who might comment afterwards. And you might not like it. Why is it that every single international tournament, or even any away games in Europe, England go away? the fans get battered. They get battered wherever they go. They got battered in Poland. They got battered in France. The the Russians told them, we're actually going to come looking for you and we're going to batter you. And that's what happens. Because that's Rep- the reputation, that's reputation you. you have. Look at the fucking idiot Chelsea fans at the Champions League final. Yeah. Down on, like, they can do whatever they fucking want. City fans oh, as well. You're, you're taking... You're, it's a big... Mix a big pool of all of them, put together. What do you expect's going to happen? I'm sure there's a, a there's fucking plenty of decent match going England fans. Well, yeah, but, I, but I, it's a yeah. small minority, and I don't buy that. I don't. I don't buy. It. And, and the thing for me, and, and I've said it
1: out loud, and I was called anti English, and I thought hate the Brits and all that type of stuff. And it's we true. have to
0: new too, do we? No, no, no you I don't.
2: don't. You, do it's
1: it, no, it's true because it's, it's, well, it's. But I, I don't see that as a small minority. I've been in stadiums with England fans. And it's the majority. And people don't... No, it's, it's, not, it's not fair. It there's is, no It, it is no, because you, no can't, you can't continually have this as an issue at specific games in a specific place over 35 years. And I've been there in those crowds and I've seen the difference. We can go away. We can go with the Sc- way with the Scottish. We can go away with the Welsh. Well, Jesus, we can go away with the Northern Irish. Well, hey, and you know what? The trouble going on. the
2: for the Champions League final. And there was Liverpool and there was sports fans. John, and so cordial, everybody mixing. The day after the game... Seen, that, but that's, that's, of trouble.
1: that's a different. That's a different set of fans because Liverpool fans pride themselves, and the scouse based fans think about it. The majority are so uh, well openly out there to say well, Scouse scouts were not English, right? They openly say that they don't travel to the England games. There isn't a big Liverpool fan brigade that goes along to the England matches, and like you know, for, in my I, I, and I'm like. It's not that I want to tire English people in terms of words, but the well, English, yeah, no. like
2: the if you are talent lawyers, you'd be anti English, but it's actually yeah. there to say like the match
0: going fans, I think, are a certain um demographic Tightening. of fans and a certain yeah. type. And look, that's not damning any go the england fans that are that are in the chat or that go like fans are fans but you can get swept up in a wave and you see like middle-aged men that look like they have good jobs and they're singing about you know ten german bombers and all this stuff and no surrender to the ra and all that sort of stuff and it's a crowd mob mentality maybe that you can get swept up in you know but you know these things but they they the, um,
3: they've tried
0: is, they've
2: tried to sing a thing. is this why Scouse football fans don't associate themselves with England. Is that why? Uh, I wouldn't know, mate. I'm not, um, I, I, that's what I gather as a Liverpool, from. As a Liverpool fan. As I a fan, mean-
3: yeah, I, mean, I think that's the thing. Is also it's also probably culturally how Liverpool fans feel they've been treated by the, the media, the establishment. the establishment. So there's a bit, there's a bit of an anti thing. That obviously there is the, the whole Tory thing, but I would also say. And this is probably not going to make me popular. Is the scouts not English? Thing that well, each to their own. That's fine. But there is also the vilification of, oh, you're an England fan, and it's it is like, oh, you're a Tory, you're a nob, you're this, you're yeah. that. And I'm also like, you can be a Liverpool fan and an England fan if you want to be, and if you do, you do. And I don't. But I've seen a lot on round going at the moment Where it feels like people are getting vilified for being an England fan, and I'm a bit like, well, you can be if you want to be. I mean, I'm quite, I'm not out of England either way. Really? They went, they went. Well, you know, but. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Phil says, you know, the people who've seen in the stadium, you know, it's still a minority compared to what the whole of England fans are, because the majority of England aren't knobheads like that. But if you want to go back to it, the FA, you know, they're all they're all Wembley club ticket holders, because you have to be part of this Wembley club to go to England games. Not, you're telling me you can't find out who they are who are singing, you know, the stupid IRA songs, the, yes. the World War Two songs. Could you find them? You could. Why don't they? They probably make up a lot of money. But yeah. you know that's and that, that's where it's the balancing act, um, you know. And the, the but the media don't help it, and we know the type of media we're talking about. Aim at that demographic and whip them up because they know it'll work and it sells papers. And that's kind of what it is. So my thing with England's always been they, they've always sort of I gotta put it, shot themselves in the foot. Always, well, you've always looked at who you brought in or what they've got, and you looked at them going, yeah, but what we've got that's not going to work. Um, but there's also the thing of a little bit getting above yourselves with England like oh we've got all these players we're going to win it and I think it pisses people off
2: yeah yeah I think that's why people point and laugh when it doesn't work out like yeah look England are probably the only international team who aren't allowed to be optimistic because they all get tired with the same brush <laughs> and the, the delusion and all this but that, that should be like barring the manager and I'm going to give them praise barring the manager like that's an unbelievable squad of players. Like, mm. let's be honest, th- it really
3: is. Like, I think that's where the frustration is because really with the amount of attacking quality, people, I think fans were thinking it would be nice if we were a bit more attacking yeah. Gun Ho.
2: But at the same time, they, I'm a bit like they've a manager who's inoffensive, they have. Because, mm. again, it's I'm watching that match today, and you see the carry on in the crowd, and you're like, going... Oh, these are fucking macro municipio. And, and look, i will say the same for Rangers fans. Like you've seen the more that after they won the title. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just they're all killing each other. Like, well, can I, can I, can I just did, pick up? Did, a, where, like I I need to be educated in this because I can't really say too much more about it, but I just want to know where the idea of going to a football match and looking for a scrap came from. Yeah. Like if it that doesn't goes- make sense. It's completely alien to me. It's uh, completely, alien. Mm. like I watch documentaries about how, where fashion came from, like Lacoste and all of them, mm. to Sergio Taccini, why they're famous in England, because the Liverpool fans who went away on away trips, with all came Murray back Eric. with all this designer gear, and this became part of the culture. So yeah.
3: Liverpool TV did that when it was, um, there was what the rivalry in Liverpool and Man United, and they're both saying like yeah. how they used to uh, interact going, what's he wearing, what's that, and that's kind of how... That look
2: changed
1: how,
2: how well people. Look, well look how well the United fans <coughs> Yeah. All but, but over can Europe. No, never just,
1: any issue. Could I just jump in? Because it's 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 very rare that something that I have done in my life um comes in on, on a very you practical. A
2: hooligan,
1: I? No, I wrote a thesis on um is there a culture of hooliganism in Irish football, right? So it was back back when I was there doing the degree... Degree in sociology uh, in in, in university. This got way back. This is nineteen ninety four when the rest of yous weren't even born, right? But I was. I was uh, well, I it was I nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> sorry, nineteen ninety eight. I did my thesis in ninety eight, and I did this, and it's very interesting getting into the history of hooliganism because part of it was just research on hooliganism yeah. and where where it stems from and the, and the tribalistic legend that that grows up between clubs, and it does originate be before football. Because if you think that the basics the, the, the fundamental basics of football was very much village against village, and before there was goals and stuff, they used to have ball games where about fifty folks out of the two villages would run after the ball and who'd run to the one end of the top end of the village and who'd run to the bottom end of the village, and that would be it, right? Like we've had Bowes and, and Shamrock Rovers going on for years in, in, in Irish football. We've had games we had games abandoned between Pats and Watford in the eighties that made the television over here. So it, it does happen in Ireland. But at an international level, there has been this tradition of hooliganism that's floated around Europe. And, and tra- the Heysel is a tragic event, right? But there was there's more to Heysel than, than just a set of fans doing it because there was, there was trouble in Europe, across right the way across Europe, with fans going to start with fans. This has gone on, on, on decades. But we get to where we are today, and football has changed, and fanship, fandom has changed. And you still have legacy fans. And I hate using this because this is what was used in Involve it is. book. But, that. but the, the mentality of. England supporters, and I'm not talking about football club supporters, I'm talking about the English football team supporters, Is still that legacy mentality of going and trying to set up your patch and, you know, and, and fighting your patch as you go to a foreign thing and showing that you're, as, as a group of fans, you're, 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 you're beating the, the, the country that you're there in, right? But then you look at the newer age fans, these these smaller countries that have had success and have used these tournaments as a time to embrace other nations enjoy the 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 community spirit that's there and 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 it's really been embraced more or less since maybe nineteen ninety, when we look at Italia ninety, and then you have it through the Euros and then the fan zones that came around in the World Cup in 2006 and it's been adopted and then used in the Champions League football games. And recently when you think about Sean, go back to your point, that Madrid is probably the the, the at this moment on the peak of fandom where you have just this the this descending red. Army on Madrid, where there's very little trouble, and when I say very little trouble, it's basically pockets of 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 stupid fools who are who are drunk. There isn't drunk. A, a there isn't a you know running battles or yeah. or, or fans. Yeah, not, to, you know, it's not, it's not
2: It's not to do with football. No. So,
1: so when we look at, when yeah. we look at the noise and the pageantry of the Dutch fans, of the Danish,
0: the fans, Danish, of Scottish. the
1: Irish fans, of the Scottish fans when they travel. That's about embracing a tournament for not just about wanting to win the tournament, but by wanting to enjoy and live the moment that's there. And it doesn't have this legacy sitting back in the 80s where you went as part of your club and to go there and you're going to set up your corner and, and do it. And it happened in Germany for a while, but that stopped you. Look, at the German fans are some of the most welcoming fans you can have. And yeah, I, I've knocked so much fun with German fans over the years in terms of the games that are going to be in Ireland and in, in, in Germany. And you look at the the French have a, have a strange way. The Italians don't know, normally turn up until the knockout stages. Yeah, and that's that is, true.
2: But the, the, that is like... like they have. Like, not to make have. it an anti-English thing. Like yeah. You look at Italy, you have the, the Napoli fans, the Lazio yep. fans, and the Roma fans. And you only have to look at what happened outside Anfield with yeah, the Roma John, fans that, that, that walk around the city centre with golf clubs. Like, Correct. But, and, but that doesn't and come and true at the at
1: international level. This is my point. In that,
2: inf- Roma, Lazio... It's the whole fascist thing. I know we don't want to get into politics, but that's, that still lives on in but the po- of Lazio. But my point like, is so- that
1: that doesn't come true at the international level, right? It's very bespoke. The English thing continues at the international level. And like, in reality, the, t- the the most violence that they seem to have at these games is when they go to the Eastern European countries who still seem to have a similar type of mentality in the fan sets. Like you talk about the Russians waiting for them and telling them they're going to yeah. do this to them, right? You talk, if they went out to Hungary, I'd imagine they would be Serbia, killing them. Yeah, Hungary, Serbia, where no, you have no, this
2: battle have Polish finish. lads and they go home to punch the head off each other and then literally yeah. they be in the canteen having coffee with each other and like your team, my team, but they come in and they punch the head off each other. But when the Euros was in Poland, there was none of that. Yeah. It, it yeah. was so, yeah. there's the partisan element with the family, so it's, the spirit of the game that still exists. I just don't understand how it's still Like, I always attribute it happening. I didn't realize it was going on that long in Ireland, Phil. I just thought I was allowed a Muppet to watch Green Street, had it on DVD, and that was down Ireland walking around
1: wearing I was at a match abandoned in Richmond Park I was at a match abandoned in Richmond Park in 85 I think it was between Waterford United and Pats and there was a running battle between the Waterford United about 7 Waterford United fans who turned over it and about 11 Pats fans the police were on the pitch and everything and that was like as a kid that always stuck in my head and I remember my dad grabbed me and bringing me out now but we set my dad end up in the, the abandoned match in Lansdowne Road as well. So you can see a pattern starting to emerge here, right? But like it's a, I'm probably the wrong person. Just don't go to a match, mate. But when when I look at this tournament, part of the reason why this has been joyous is, is, again, the teams are flawed. But the fans that are being let back in and the games where they're hosting these big matches, the fans that are there, the Danish fans, the noise, the passion. they enjoying it. Is, it's the right way. It's it's that it's just bringing that tournament alive. It's bringing back those memories of the Germany tournament. Did that, that, that Germany two thousand six? The tournament was pretty shit in the knockout stages, but was great in the in in the group stages. If you could, so I'm hoping that this thing doesn't die out now in the quarterfinals because the, the, generally the the closer you get to the final, we've seen since nineteen ninety probably the worse the games start to get, right? Unless you get a mad game. And I think one of the key bits in these matches have been that teams have scored early in these knockout phases, which has forced teams out which haven't been able to sit back and say, well, we'll try and play and nick one towards the end. Once a team scores early, and it's great when the underdog scores early because that means that the big team has to come out. You look at Switzerland. Switzerland scored early. That forced France, right? That forced France. The disallow the, the, the penalty save gives France an immersive kick up the arse and they look like a team for twenty minutes, and then they, then they, then they fall on their own sword. You look at Spain. Spain's the head exploded on Spain against the Croatians. Like it just went, yeah. and they were they were so yapped to get that game. Because they could have easy That could have easy oh, end up I, was get, I was
2: getting Cardius fives Off the goalkeeper I was oh. thinking They need to throw him A set of yeah. iron Because he was <laughs> And he, he redeemed himself Because he had an excellent Second half and excellent
1: yeah. well, I, 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 did, I did say to you Sean I, th- I think his mentality When you look at that It, it, it doesn't affect him it doesn't go. Yeah. Like the, one thing, the one thing I'd be worried as an England fan is, is Pickford's mentality goes. When he makes a mistake, that game's a write-off. Yeah. It's like watching Mignolet. When Mignolet used to make... If Mignolet made a mistake in minute five, he was going to let in three or four goals that day. And that's the vibe you always get off Pickford. And that's what he does. Um, the, the difference in Pickford at the moment has been his uh, his
3: mannerism. Because uh, he used to have the Joe Harts about him, I always thought. Uh, where you, you know, you'd see him before a game, he'd jump up and down, the sure, and uh, screaming. Yeah. Banging his head and all that, you know, he's thinking, like, you know, look like some sort of like meme machine. You're going, what, well, you know, he needs to chill out. Whereas, well, he's a lot calmer. So, maybe the story he is. here
2: now as well.
3: Yeah, but we'll talk. The we'll talk is he has been seeing a, a psychologist about calming down and focusing. So, give him credit. He's actually addressed something that everyone's. Mocked him for, hmm. in fairness to him. So yeah. you know, and if fairness, he's relatively. Young, he's, he, when when he's calm, when he's calm, and he's concentrating, he, you know, he's he's a decent enough goalkeeper. You know, I agree with Keith though. I mean, the saves he's made, are saves I would expect him to make. I haven't seen him make a save yet where I've gone, Jesus Christ, that was unbelievable. You know, they are saves you, you'd expect him to make. So he's
0: twenty-seven, Sean. So he's that's, still young. a goalkeeper, mm. he's, he's got a lot of Like he's
2: still that's changing.
0: It's changing.
2: It is, see, yeah. It's, see, it's, see what Rafa does for
1: him. Yeah.
3: But lad, you've got to brought up the
2: award. <laughs> he brought up the award? <laughs> I love the way they just snuck that in there as well tonight yeah. during the England game. They oh, boy the away.
0: A, by the way. L it's,
2: L
3: it's announced tomorrow with a three year deal. Fucking hell. That went yeah. down well.
0: Is Duncan is, getting. Is it done? Now? Is it done? Yeah. Oh,
3: Don, yes. Don, Don, Dominic King said it's uh, getting announced tomorrow a uh, three year deal. So, oh, yeah. so those lads to put the banner out of his out of his house. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't out of his house? They got his house wrong. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be made up.
1: <laughs> oh, so, yes, put, it, put a banner
3: outside a house, saying we know where you live. It wasn't even his house. The and the we the, look it, like he doesn't hide where he lives. Let's be honest, with the the
2: lads. The Euros, will, like, if I ever seen something with the potential to be cataclysmic, <laughs> like mm. it, it's that, like
3: I do, I do wonder. Um, this is uh, th- this will come across as me being bitter, but enough that mind, I always hear the, the last couple of months. Oh, they never got us, they never got Everton, they never got us, they don't, they don't understand us. But maybe what they need is someone who doesn't get you, they want someone who's completely opposite of what you think Everton is because whatever you think it is hasn't worked. So maybe yeah. he's the-
0: well, Rafa is devoid of emotion, and it's what Gerard can yeah. warm to with him. You know, he, he takes the emotion out of it, and it, he'll just focus on it winning games for Everton. That's, that's why <laughs> That's why, the surprised why so many Liverpool fans are surprised he's
3: gone there. Because they're all like, yeah, why has he gone yeah. there? He'll turn his legacy. You're like, did you not remember Rafa? Yeah. He's, he's, he's ruthlessly yeah. focused. He just goes, yeah. I want a job in England. What are the options? I've got Tottenham, but they might be losing the best striker. Or I go to Everton, who've got a bit of money. An, o- an okay squad for me to work with. And it's around the corner from where I live. So I can actually spend some time with my kids because I haven't seen my kids properly in four years. I'll go with that. You know, the, that's
2: how he is. You know, I don't know why people are surprised. Well, you were saying that. Like he's putting a lot he's putting a lot of his livelihood at risk because yeah. it's been documented since the day he left Liverpool how much he loves the city and yeah definitely. his daughter's yeah. still yeah. like went there o- and his wife it's wife's it goes, a, it his goes wife a charity wrong, worker. If mm-hmm. it goes wrong, like how habitable it is it for him to stay around Liverpool? Yeah. Now not that he's gonna get battered by a lot of Everton fans, but his whole the complex of him living in Liverpool is completely different now. I, I'm of the idea. I don't think many Liverpool fans give too much of a fuck that no. Benitez is gone because, if I'm being honest, I think his days as a manager, a, a meaningful manager, I don't. Know. I think he's spent, but like I was just he's put himself in a in a tricky situation there. It's and I'm surprised Everton pulled the trigger on it after oh. the, the fallout. Like.
3: I'm, I'm not it doesn't surprise me. I think they decided to try something different um, whether it works is another matter but do you know what, he might be what they need the football won't be entertaining but do you know what, he'll probably, I think stuff behind the scenes is what he's there for I think he's there to get them organised better behind the scenes that, that talk is that's the issue because if things were as perfect as they would like to think they are you wouldn't be bringing Rafa Benitez in yeah
0: Phil you look like you want to jump in there
1: he just looks crazed. <laughs> I'm delighted. I think it's great. I think no matter what happens, like, I, I, Sean's point is right. The foot, football has passed, Rafa passed. Um, you know, his, his his time has come and gone the same way Mourinho's has. Um, and the At absolute, the top level. The absolute mayhem this is going to cause in everything is fantastic. If he could get them relegated, right? Honestly, it would be the best season of all time. And they just need to be so bad that they can't catch back up by Christmas time, right? Like that's because their only options then to be Sam Allardyce, and they're not going back there again. What's um, the
2: fix says, like the, the opening fixes the opening fix are quite favourable, I think. Well then, that might be because, like, if he loses first two or three or four to a three Farm and yeah. imagine how, imagine how like, bad that's gonna be. Like,
0: he loses the immense, the first one, <laughs> he loses the first immense. game. They'll be bleeding. On they don't
2: win that, every.
1: Don't every f- if they don't win every preseason game, they'll be absolutely. Like, yeah, talking
2: about like how bad is it that like, and I'm not just, I'm not picking out small because oh, I was doing a bit uh, digging and a bit of uh, looking. These were fans who are like talking themselves around to Steven Gerrard being the manager yeah. and getting excited about it, right? So they were willing to go that far, but they cannot live with the idea that Rafa Benitez is going to be their manager. So how, how bad can it be that they were literally willing, the greatest player to ever play for, well, in, in recent memory, yeah. Gerrard, a Liverpool legend. They were willing to have him as a manager at the thought that he might be progressive and might bring them on. To, like they were warming up to the idea, and now they're stuck oh. with Benitez. Like
1: uh, I, I think it's great. Look, Steve Bruce has got has has managed to get Newcastle finished in a higher position than Benitez did with Newcastle. And there's people coming out to me. It's childish to suggest that Rafa will, will will try to relegate the F. Oh my god! cop the fuck Is on. It's a joke. What I mean? It's 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 like wake he's up. I think
0: intentionally blatant. They
1: maybe he is maybe he is maybe Liverpool. As I said last night, I think Mo is actually just a pen name of John Henry, right? And he's he's basically on the greatest wind up ever. He's, put. Gonna he he's gonna do a silliness.
2: He's gonna do a silliness and run the middle of Gordon's with a big Liverpool flag and banger in the middle and just middle. straight out the gate. It's
3: gonna be like a. <laughs> I feel like it's it's gonna be like WWE. Halfway through it he's gonna he's just gonna take a chair shot to someone and and just whip off a Liverpool shirt and run off.
2: Yeah. the Briggs and chasing them <laughs> out of the gate out the <laughs> with one of bleeding. Howard Kendall's drivers <laughs> <One of laughs> Howard Kendall seven orange.
1: They're going to reveal that the new Everton Stadium is a joint inflatable that's going to float around in the Albert Dock it is, right? And they can blow it up and take it down in between matches. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Does- ah, trying- it's a disaster. You- Everton is a
2: disaster. Do you, know really do, you know are? Love- do you know what I would love
3: him to do in his first, game, first home game? Just come out and wear a red tie. Nothing else, uh, just don't wear red tie that'll fucking flip out of the crowd or Doesn't he
0: have a red hall door and all you want to play that? He's got he's, he's,
3: got, a, he's yeah. got
1: and garage doors and everything. And he
3: still <laughs> couldn't find, and he still yeah. couldn't find the right guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's also apparently he's also got a dog, and the dog's called
1: Red.
0: That's right. <laughs> he's on a to nothing then isn't he? He's on a to nothing. Uh, but that's, but a real, that's, that's,
1: that's a real wind up. Like, I can't, I, can you imagine? Oh. Uh, but it also puts another thing in perspective. You know, these Liverpool fans who still say, like, every time there's an even a hint of a job going in Liverpool, that we should bring Rafa back. Like, yeah. this has to end this once well, and for all. That's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, this that's, is the end of it. There's, now, yeah. there's,
3: lot, there's, there's sometimes a bit too much sentiment. You know, uh, it's very rare will you, will to him him the flag?
2: What's that, sorry? Will oh, him I've, the flag? I've,
3: read, I've read all this, bollocks. You know, take nah. with the flag. Yeah, that's that's end nah. of his legacy. I said, he's won you a Champions League. And don't forget what he did with for the Hillsborough families as ah, well. Yeah, yeah. And I, don't, know, I love
2: Rafa. I, I uh, think he's a great bloke. Doesn't if
0: he'd gone to Everton straight from us, it'd be a different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. He still had a he still had his, um, he was still Rafa then, you know what I mean? But it, I just think, I oh, yeah. agree, it, it's not, it's like Mourinho, I think, not a busted flush, but the days at the very top, I think, are probably gone. Well,
3: um, ask, ask United fans, do United fans still love Mark Hughes? They do, don't they? He managed City. They fucking hate City. God. Schweichel yeah. you know it's it's after you know Arsenal fans still love George Graham He went to Tottenham. It's Tottenham when they weren't obviously the Tottenham they are.
2: Yeah, we didn't work years ago. To it's, it's almost talk, like when someone it, obviously pays millions a year in salary that yeah. sentiment goes out the window. Yeah. It's almost like that's not who the thought.
0: Yeah, who thought that w- money money yeah. talks? Yeah. Well, lads, 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 we have to stop on this. We have to stop on this. The Euros. The Euros. The Euros. We have to go back to it. Oh, well, that's more fun. <laughs> I know, it's back to these Euros. But listen, before we wrap up, because we're an hour and 10 minutes in and we could go for another hour talking about Rafa and Everton alone. But the quarterfinals are now set, right? So we've got Belgium and Italy and then Switzerland and Spain on one side of the draw. We've got England against Ukraine and the Czech Republic against Denmark. We've sort of answered this earlier, but I want each of to tell me who you think is coming out of um, each side of the draw. So who's going to meet in the finals? Uh, and I want you also to tell me who's impressed you the most in the tournament so far be it a player, a team or whatever so Chris I'll start with you who's getting to the final of this tournament based on what you've seen so far and who has impressed you the most?
3: Let's go with Italy, England for a laugh but the ones who impressed me, uh, Switzerland as a team have impressed me um, you know, they always are there, thereabouts for such a small nation. And I don't mean that disparagingly. They're always getting stuff, about they're always getting themselves very competitive against sides. You would never think they're competitive about. And also, I've just enjoyed watching Italy and um, they've been great. Unlike the basket case, that is the Dutch, you know, yeah. they've actually, you know, they've actually got a plan Italy. Um, I do think Italy probably must go down, must be the favorite now to win it. Cause I think they have the best manager and I think they have two ways of playing now they can go very attacking or they can dog it out and dog it out very well, which is what the Italians do, as long as he can get back fit.
0: Excellent. Phil, what about you? Who do you see getting to the final and who's been pressing the most?
1: <clears throat> so I think like on, on the Dutch, we didn't talk about them because I think they made a fatal mistake in appointing Frank de Boer. I said it last night, I thought Koku was the man. In the same way, the one thing that Southgate has gone from is that he's 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 more or less coached these this squad and these players since under 19. So they all know they all know him inside out, and he he has the respect. Kaku would have um, been a similar name for the Dutch side because he was manager of PSV for so long, through from twenty eleven through to twenty eighteen, and he wins three leagues in a row, and he does well with PSV. I thought that would have been a natural fit, especially because he's out of a job at the moment, and I, I think he would have done better with that Dutch squad and probably picked a better foot squad. Neither here, there. Semi-finals. There's always going to be a surprise, right? In, in in the quarterfinals, there's going to be a surprise. So the question is. So where does it come from? Is it Switzerland? Is it the Czech Republic? Or is it is it the Ukraine? I can't see the Ukraine. This, looking at them tonight against Sweden, I can't see the Ukraine doing England. No matter how, no matter what we look at, the quality England have is just too strong for that Ukraine side. Right? To be um, fair,
3: we said that when I said that when England played Iceland, and people were really surprised when Roy Hudson turned up. So you never know, and if it's no, possible,
1: no, I don't, because the, there is a massive gap in terms of talent level between the Ukraine and and, and yeah. England. And, and normally in this situation, the only thing that levels it a wee bit is that it's not in, in Wembley, right? Um, that's mm. the only that's the only sort of leveler. But even at that, you've got enough top level top quality players to get England through that, that quarter final um, so that comes back to Denmark and uh, the Czech Republic I fancy the and Danes a lot everyone fancies the Danes so that's what I think that's the I think that's the upset I think the Czech Republic come out of that game and it sets England up for an easier run into the final Right? I, I actually I think I think England's name is on, in the final and I, I think that's maybe where they fall short depending on what comes out on the other side on the other side
2: Italy,
1: Spain. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. Switzerland, Switzerland be Spain. I think. I think Switzerland. Uh, we haven't mentioned them, but I think Shakiri. If if Switzerland beat Spain, I think there's a shout. And and, and Shakiri plays to the level he's been playing. There's a very big shout that says this fella is getting close to being player of the tournament because he's been electric for Switzerland. Shaq he's been adding,
2: very good. That?
1: He's he's been adding he's been adding euros to his value as this tournament's gone on and. Um, you know I, I i just look at that spanish team and it's the it's, it's so flawed there's so many flaws in it and they play the worst the worst best center forward ever um all the time he's like Torres without the goals, yeah. The Gavin was it is true, about the Rabio motor and the, the Rabiot's motor was bad. Rabiot's man's a
0: headpiece.
2: Rabiot's man's a bleeding basket case. Screaming yeah, at Pulpis family,
1: that saying that was he was at fault. He shouldn't have been dancing, and it was his fault that they they conceded the goal and then giving out stink to Mbappe's family, saying he's too arrogant and shouldn't have taken that last penalty. Mentless. Um,
2: so Very yes. French, carry on. Yeah.
1: Do you know? What? I I don't know that. I think the Italy thing is too set up for them to get to the final. There's too much talking about it's their tournament, and I think Belgium do them. I think this. I think that that weakness in attack shows up more against this Belgium side, which have a decent defence, than if they were playing say Spain or Switzerland there. And I just
0: do they have, have a decent defence. They've, been good. they've an experienced defense, and I think yeah. Italy maybe don't have the electric attack that'll do them. You know, so maybe it plays in even the likes of. You they've, know, got ex- Mal- to, they've got an ex- They've yeah. yeah. yeah, got an extra goalkeeper.
2: Yeah, has been excellent. They have got an extra goalkeeper, and he's been unbelievable in the league this year. Unbelievable, yeah. like
1: different levels. No, I'm going Belgium, Switzerland semi-final, Czech Republic, England semi-final,
0: and final, final. It's. I did ask for a finalist, and you've given me a so, semi final.
3: He's going to say Switzerland, Czech Republic. You can see he wants to.
1: No, it's 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 Belgium, England semi. Belgium, England final. It's the only way England win the Euros. Yeah. If, if Italy turns up in the final, um, no, sorry, if Italy turns up in the final, England definitely win it because it's in Wembley, and and the Italians can't play football in England. It's 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 a well-known <laughs> thing. So, Belgium, England is more or less an FA Cup final. Roberto Martinez's Wigan versus Gareth Seagate's Middlesbrough. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's, there's your Euro 2020, so stick that up your point, Johnny, at our best tournament yeah. ever.
3: I think I, Did I describe Belgium as the Leicester of uh, international football, so that would actually fit in, wouldn't it, if it's an FA Cup final? Yeah. yeah.
0: There you go. And um, Phil, who's impressed you the most, player, team, whatever, in this tournament?
1: Player, team, I think we lost probably the most enjoyable player to watch, um, and that was Genie when because the amount of talk about Win Aldum in this tournament has been off the charts, and I just think it's because he's left. But in reality, I think I don't know. I think it's been more again. I think it's a narrative around the Danish team that, that to, to come back again and fight against against the odds. Because I'm telling you, it's 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 against the odd story to get to where they are today in terms of what what's going on, and um, and it's a collective as opposed to one player. As I said, I'm, I'm still waiting for this, I'm waiting for the breakout standout player, and we've only seen. The, the, the last 16. The quarterfinals defines it. The quarterfinals defines if one player goes on
0: and blows this tournament yeah. score. Who's the Zidane? Who's the Zidane in yep. this tournament that steps in when it matters? KDB, I think. Well, Cut Sean, yo, I was going to come to you. So who do you see getting to the final? Who comes through for you?
2: Um, Italy beat Belgium. Manchini's a better manager. They'll beat them. Mm. I can see Austria beat Spain. Spain okay. are mad. Which Oh Switzerland, I keep saying, sorry. I That's can see place. Switzerland. I can see Switzerland beating Spain because Spain are just mad. Spain are not mad. So, like they, they didn't look like scoring for the first two end. You get ten goals in the last two mm-hmm. games. So I can see them beating them though. Um, I can see Switzerland beating them. Uh, who else do you have? Czechs, Danes, fancy Denmark, I think. Denmark are born and bright at the moment, and I think England will beat Ukraine. I just can't see... I can't see an Iceland moment there for England. I just can't see...
3: Uh, you never say
0: never.
2: <laughs> no, they too
0: strong, I think, on the bench. They can yeah, yeah.
3: You, you would think so, wouldn't you?
0: And we have yeah. got
2: Joe go, which is always a bit of a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Chevchenko yeah. Shef, <laughs> would, like... I honestly thought he evaporated like Tana snapped him out yeah. there in, in Istanbul. Like I seen him there celebrating tonight, and I was like, "He's not at East though, is he?" It
0: no.
3: looks the no, same. looks the same now, which is really
2: annoying.
3: Question, um, Dem- de- quick he, question, Denmark, because you Is Simon Kier is, it? is he is he fit? Because I know he I went think, off, didn't he? I think he will be fit because he's the talisman he he's, the, yeah. he's the he's the, he's been the key for them. Him and Schmeichel, but him especially has really gone up a level.
2: The yeah. out for me has been your man, Spinozola. Like pfft, yeah. what a player. Like you, you talk about Fields Gold. It's hardly Fields Gold like, every single team now in Europe wants him. Like he's been excellent. And we said it the other day, like number tens are dying in football. You don't see any t- your traditional number ten anymore. Yeah. But these creative fullbacks, they seem to be popping up all over the place. And look, we've seen Figo running games from the wing. Like Zidane played left mid for Madrid in the Galactico era and ran games. But we're actually seeing fullbacks now. Like Spinazola is the furthest man forward for that Italy team most of the time on that left hand side. And he's just been he's been unbelievable to watch. Another one who's been really good is that guy kid, like pure Andre Arsh having voids of him yeah. like just <laughs> lifting it up like and he comes in for Ericsson which is the 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 interesting part it, Italy win this tournament Italy win it but I know Phil says about playing up. they can turn up if there's a group if there's a nation of fuckers who don't give a bollocks what's going on in the crowd it's this Italy team full of little arrogant bosses little arrogant pigs
1: it's not even about that. They just they, they go to England, and they just they, they torn into wildflowers. That's what happened in the last game.
2: A, it's a final. I just like they've too much quality. Like that's what I think.
0: Yeah, I my I have the same opinion. I think Italy England get to the final, and I think it's a stinker. And I think Italy come out on the 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 right side of that, Um, but I think England have done well, and I think they will do well. I think they'll beat Ukraine. I think they'll have enough for Denmark or for because I think injuries are going to catch up on these other teams. And I think England's squad reserves are just so high quality. The squad is so such high quality. Apart from they can, well, the the centre backs, but you know, if they keep their relatively fit. They can bring in, they've enough attacking players, I think, to change things. And I think England will come through that side and Italy. Um, again, Sean, a great shout there for Spinazzoli. He's been brilliant. Him and uh, Mayla as well off Denmark, you yeah. know, fullbacks, attacking fullbacks playing on, on their, their wrong side and still impacting the game. You know, it's, it's great to see. But for me, the best player, the Italian midfield, I think have been excellent in this tournament. I think, um, Kelly. Jorginho, I think um, Barella has been brilliant, and I think even like, then Verratti comes in and looks good, you know, I think they have a lot of quality in that midfield, and I think that's where they could win the game against England, if it does go to a final like that, I think it's where they can beat Belgium as well, I think that they're such a good control team, but not ultra defensive, you know, they like to get forward so, yeah, for me, it, Italy to win the tournament, and the, the unsung heroes of the Italy squad, maybe have been the standout players as well, so it'll be interesting to see what pans out.
1: If Italy win this, Federico Chiesa has to become this generation's Paolo Rossi. Doesn't get a look in at the group stages and breaks out in the knockout phases. That's the way this has to go.
0: See, that's the thing, isn't it? Because I think Berardi has done okay. I think Berardi's done good on the wing for them. Insigne has done good as well. Chiesa, he was the one they all expected to play. He was the one that they thought would be the the main attacking spark. And he just hasn't been able to really get in. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think he's on the cusp of getting in there. But Mancini, unlike Mancini's some of managers, he settles rigorous. on his team, doesn't he? He
2: left yeah. Lockett Yeah. it was looking like going to be a player of the tournament. He says, yeah, you have a seat. Mm-hmm. And that's what a, that's what a big manager can do. Like, you see a little bit of conjecture today in the media because Southgate didn't bring fucking Calvert-Leon to the stadium. And it's it's party and all uh, that. Though, when it all falls down, it'll come down on top of Southgate. And that's weird, I think, because like, if you, I'm I'm not being funny, look at the the pre-match today, like Southgate was shitting himself.
0: Yeah. He, he doesn't carry himself like a confident man, doesn't he not? And that's, that's the thing. That
2: bleeds through. That does bleed through to the players on on, the pitch. Whereas you look at Mancini, like for no, for absolutely no reason the other day, he has the blazer, yeah, by two fingers Definitely. over the shoulder in the post match for no reason. We could have left him in the dressing room, but you just said, "No, do you know what? I will do it." It's fucking. He's great. He is. He's man of the tournament, and that just just that singular strain of grey hair he has going on in the front there. it looks my the business. It's oh, a joke. Makes me yeah. sick.
3: It's also good to see uh, Viali on the bench with his after his after
0: yeah. all. His house I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. And, and that's a throwback, Phil. You well remember the old Sampdoria team and in the eighties with Viali and Mancini leading the line. And they were a great double act back in, in the late eighties, early nineties, you know. And it's great to see the two of them linking up at the managerial level. Look, the Italians seem to be the, the, the most strong and, and balanced team so far in it, but we can't rule out England. They have a very favourable draw. We'll see how it goes. We'll come back next week and. See how the the competition is shaping up. So, lads, I want to thank us for coming on and having a chat tonight. Um, Chris, thank you very much. No worries, mate. Phil, always a pleasure to have you on.
2: Phil Seven's debut. Phil, Phil Seven. Phil Seven. The, the
1: Nike Phil. Phil. Does, the as Nike. I get ready. As I get ready. <laughs> I it, Phil. Film night
0: yeah. as, as I get ready for my first adventure race ever, so it's uh, that's why I'm awake at night time. So, there you go, there you go. What a man! What a man! And Seanie Lawson, all the way from Carrick and Shannon, thank you very much for joining us, pal.
2: No, what a splaining.
0: Is it warm there? You absolutely and
2: boiling up. I'm up in the attic here and I'm actually melted. I'm not gonna lie to you.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Listen, we've been the day trippers. This has been the Euro Roundup, and we'll see us all again soon.